Nashville. I'm Marcia Masula, your editor and host here at 12th and Broad, located in the Tennessean newsroom. So glamorous. I'm here with a guest today, Kylie Rothfield, who's in town for a special showcase tonight. But before we get into all that, if this is your first time watching or listening to the 12th Hour, we are a weekly podcast located here in Nashville, Tennessee, at the Tennessean. And our objective is really interesting things for interesting people. And it's definitely going to get interesting today. So if you are on iTunes, be sure to head over there and you can download previous episodes. Or if you're on Android, head to Stitcher. So without further ado, Kylie Rothfield, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you back. You know, you and I were just discussing, um, you know, you've lived in Nashville for a while and you recently moved to LA. Um, But I think most people probably recognize your pearly whites uh, from The Voice. You were recently on season 11 of The Voice, um, but you started way before then. You know, I think a lot of times people see that kind of fast track, but you've been writing since you were 12 years old, right? Yeah, I picked up my first guitar around the age of 11 and started writing music at 12, and I think it kind of stemmed from really young, starting to write poetry, and then that sort of just, you know, turned into songs eventually. And then I would play at just like little coffee shops and basically anywhere they would have me, I would play. (laughs) So basically when I was falling off of my bike, you were like writing songs and doing poetry and being like a creative (laughs) cyclone. I love that. I was kind of laying back in my room just practicing all the time. So this has been a lifelong effort for you. Yeah, uh, it's been something I've been passionate about, you know, as long as I can remember. Yeah. So while you were in Nashville, you obviously were trying to break into the music business. Share, And a lot of you watching are trying to do the same, I know. Can you share a little bit about your experiences about trying to break it here in Nashville? Yeah. Uh, so I moved here when I was 19, and I didn't really know anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One person. And um, yeah, I, just, I used to just go around and listen to music all the time. And what I love about Nashville is that people here are willing to help you for nothing. Mm-hmm. There's an amazing community. And I think a bunch of people sort of took me under their wing. And um, I started out just playing like open mics. And uh, then I started playing writer's rounds and writer's nights. And then found a group of musicians to play with. And um, yeah, I, I mean, that's how it all started. And then it was just a matter of being in this community and being inspired and continuing to write and record. And I just, I love Nashville. You love Nashville. I love it, yeah. And so you've been fearless with moving to Nashville um, at the age of 19 years old, and now you've transitioned just recently to moving to L.A. How has that transition been? Man, I was terrified. And I always said, I can't move to L.A. until I'm ready, but I don't know if you're ever really ready (laughs) for anything. Um, But I don't know. I I always felt like I was being pushed and I wanted to experience what it would be like in L.A., and I, I love it. You love it. It's just been a few months, but, you know, I found my people, and, and there's so much going on there, and there's so much diversity and great food, and um, I feel like it's, it's it already feels like home, which yeah. is very quick. That's awesome. It was yeah. your time, just like it was your time on The Voice, yeah. and I know a lot of people watch The Voice. It's a top show, obviously, on television, um, and a lot of people are trying out for The Voice. I know they always yeah. kind of caravan to Nashville to make sure that they you know, look at our talent as well. Can you kind of walk us through the process of auditioning for The Voice and then actually competing on The Voice? Yeah, the audition process is crazy. It's And it's kind of different for everybody. Yeah. But they generally will have an open call, and then there's like six or seven rounds of like continued auditioning and sending things in and interviewing, and it's just, it's a crazy process. 
And then once you're actually there, um, it's a whirlwind. You know, yeah. it's like 10 to 12 hour days of work and you're getting to experience what it would be like if you were a professional artist. It's like every morning you wake up 5 or 6 a.m., hair and makeup, interviews, oh, wow. social media training, rehearsals, and you're just, you're going. And it's intimidating at first, but... Um, you know, you're living that life that you've always dreamed of. And it's just so cool that they give you that experience. But you got to work for it, like you said. It's not just like, oh, (laughs) you show up on national television and belt out tunes. Yeah, it's way more work than I could have imagined. But I think what was comforting to me was I was always worried if I was in that position, maybe I wouldn't like the work. But I loved it. You loved it. You know, every morning I got up excited to do it again. Well, you definitely shined. You were not only a crowd (laughs) favorite, but I mean, to go through that entire competitive process, you know, from the audition and then to make it to where you did on Team Alicia, nonetheless, Alicia Keys. (laughs) Oh my God. She's my hero. How did I, you know. She's my hero. (laughs) I was going to say, how, I'm sure it's probably even hard to describe to have such a renowned talent, a legend even, which is, you know, hard to say in this day and age, but a legend like Alicia Keys put her stamp of approval on you and say, girl, you can sing. (laughs) Like, how did that feel? Did that give you like a boost of confidence or like, what was that all about? It did. I think I was, the timing of everything was perfect because I was in a phase where I was questioning a lot about myself as in, I mean, we all do that. It's it's a common insecurity of of artists and writers, anybody. Um, And I know like we shouldn't need validation because it, we should do something because we love it and we feel good about it. But, you know, it, it was validation that this thing that I've been searching for and striving towards and working towards my whole life, like maybe it is something that I could do. And Alicia's just, she's better than I thought she would be. And even off camera, like she's an incredible human being and she has like 16 or 17 Grammys. She plays dozens of instruments. She produces, which is so rare for a female. She writes, she sings. Um, so she's kind of just done everything that I want to do. Yeah. And to get to work with someone like that is just unreal. I still can't believe that it <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, she definitely turned it out too at the Grammys this past weekend. Killed it. Killed it with, you know, Nashville's own Marin Morris on the stage. Yes. Um, you watched a performance. What did you think of that? They're amazing. <laughs> that was so good. I think I watched it three or four times. To be <laughs> right. With you. Uh, yeah. And Marin Morris is like, Incredible. I mean, everybody I know, all the writers that I know love her. And then Alicia's just like, and I don't know how I want that outfit that she had. Oh, my. Both of their outfits. <laughs> both of them, yeah. I, I don't know. know where I can buy them. I know. I was you like, might know. <laughs> I was Googling the entire time. I'm like, where did they get that from? <laughs> Um, and so the Grammys, you know, I'm telling you, I've I've watched you on the rise. I can see you on the Grammy <laughs> stage one day. I mean, anything can happen. I mean, Maren Morris herself was talking about how she was watching award shows last year yeah. from a bar on Broadway, and now she's gracing the stage and kicking butt and taking names. So yeah, Sturgill Simpson and I used to work together at the Turnip Truck in the Gulch. Stop it. Yeah, and he was in the grocery section, and I was in, like, the juice bar, deli. I think I used to serve I used to be that person. You're like, juice again, really? <laughs> Eat something. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, he, he, every morning, you know, he would, he would come in, and I would make him coffee, and we just, you know, it's that unspoken thing of, like, yeah. we're here, but this isn't what we want to be doing the rest of our lives. And then he blew up, and he got nominated for Album of the Year with Beyonce and Adele and all of these huge artists. Right. And a few years ago, he was, you know stocking groceries on shelves. There you go. That is, I mean, that's Nashville in a nutshell, though. Yes, it so is. So you should be nice <clears throat> to everyone because they True. could be winning a Grammy <laughs> or nominated for we a Grammy. We always remember the yeah. red customer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you do. Like, I remember that bad juice incident. 
Um, so, you know, when you're on such a huge stage like The Voice, you know, I think a lot of times, again, people see the shiny, happy, glamorous part of it, but it's tough. I mean, it just off the top of your head, what was your favorite part of being on The Voice? And then what was hard or what was your least favorite part? That's a good question. I'm, the community is my favorite part. That's mm-hmm. the greatest thing that, that's happened to me in a long time is meeting the people that are on the show. We're all here in Nashville right now. We have a house, we have a reunion, and we talk. There hasn't been a week that's gone by that I haven't talked to somebody from the show, and they know what you're going through, and they're the most talented, kind people I've ever met in my life. And that kind of community is what you can stay with forever. And they know what you went through, you know. Um, I guess the negative thing for me was feeling like music was a competition. Mm. And we, we tried to always tell each other it wasn't. But it's a tough thing because I think music should be all-inclusive and there's not just one space for everybody. And feeling like you had to send your friends home or, you know, that you had to sing for your life. I think that was the part that I didn't love. yeah. Because I think music for a lot of us is a comfort. And when it becomes something where you're like worried about going home every time you perform, I think it sort of takes that away a little bit. Messes up the vibes a little bit because you're trying to have good energy. But I I (laughs) think it's great that there's camaraderie even after the competition. Totally. Brought you closer almost. Yeah, it it does bring you closer. It's like your war buddies, you know. (laughs) You survived it. You've been in the trenches. Exactly. On a national platform. Yeah. You know, I would think too, you know, Again, you have millions, literally, people watching. And, you know, you have Team Kylie. I saw Nashville band together for you, and everybody was so proud. But Amazing. You also have random people, too, that are putting you under a microscope, and you're just out there doing the best that you can. So I would imagine yeah. that would be really hard, too. Yeah, you get, you know, the trolls and the haters oh, and the comments. You. And <laughs> they always say, like, don't read the comments, and then we do it anyway, of course. <laughs> but it's just a part of it. I mean, everyone, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, and I think people that go on the internet and just write cruel things about people they don't know, like, I feel more sorry for them than I do for myself. You That's know? healthy. That's a good way to look <laughs> at it. And so you have a lot going on. You have a show, actually, tonight at the yes. Bluebird that's sold out, of course. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I'm actually on tour right now with a bunch of people from my season, um, Christian Cuevas, Aaron Gibson, and Brendan Fletcher. And uh, we're playing the Bluebird tonight, which is one of my favorite venues. It's just so special there. Yeah. And then um, we played Wild Tours last week. We're actually playing the listening room later tonight after the show. Good we're doing Lord. a doubleheader. Yeah. With Josh Gallagher from the season also. And he's a Nashville local. And then uh, we're going and playing some shows in Louisiana and a few in Texas this week, too. Busy, busy, busy. So my next question was plans ahead. So besides yeah. the tour, which is enough, I'm already <laughs> exhausted, what do you have in the pipeline? Uh, so I'm making a record right now. So I have a single coming out in a couple weeks. Wow. Another single coming out after that. Um, and then also uh, signed with a publishing company in L.A. that does like sync licensing, pitching to TV and film. There you go, girl. It's a business. Yeah. And then just, you know, in L.A., just playing as much as possible, doing a U.K. tour in August and just hustling. <laughs> Note how she didn't stop breathing. She's like, and, and, I forgot and. how to breathe for a minute, I think. <laughs> Lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. So how can we um, support you? Where do we go to hear your music, see what you're up to, buy tickets, show you some love, show you some green? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, social media is so huge and important now. If, you know, Instagram at Kylie Rothfield, Twitter at Kylie Rothfield, KylieRothfield.com, and then um, Kylie Rothfield on Facebook. You can get updates about shows. You can buy things. 
Um, you can buy anything I have on iTunes or stream it on Spotify if that's your jam. Or <laughs> I love that you ke- you keep it simple because the worst is when somebody has all these different like taglines and yeah, at, and you're just like, okay, uh, what can we just use your name? <laughs> like can hyphen I, number sign, I, like star. Can I just Google your name and support you. Thank you. So consistency <laughs> is good. And so be sure to go to her website, show you some love, and you're going to show us some love right now. You're going to perform a couple of songs, right? Yeah. Awesome. Let's do it. natural <laughs> perform in the newsroom. All right, Kylie, take it away. All right. This is um, my latest single that came out last year. It's called Bring It To Me. And you can buy it on iTunes or stream it. <laughs> But I feel it And you ain't telling me what you want And I'm a little too tired of reaching For what I need in the dark actually, who uh, is a Nashville native. He's awesome. Um, and this, uh, this last song is called Take Me Home. And it's just about trying to figure out your place in the world, especially when 
you're at a time where you're transitioning or, you know, growing older. Hope you like it. stop its wheels don't know why it never gets tired it pushes us and pulls us through questions things we thought we knew and a fear of it spreads like wildfire I don't know which way to go cause there's more than just a fork in the road someone please take me home I'm a long way from the picket fence from the days when life made perfect sense when the world carried my dreams in its arms cause it's colder now in the present tense my wings fell when I left Sometimes I wish I could go back to start Cause I don't know which way to go Cause there's more than just a fork in the road And the one less traveled is the only way to go Will someone please Ha, <laughs> ha,